This is Radio Influence. Hey gang, Captain Mike Anderson here with the Real Animals Podcast. Again, brought to you by our good friends at Contender Boats. If you're looking for a boat and want to design your own custom contender, go to contenderboats.com and check them out today. I'm getting a great opportunity to spend a little time with my good friend Brian Gorski. He's the executive director of CCA Florida. CCA stands for Coastal Conservation Association. He does great things for our conservation here uh, in Florida and uh, is just a, a leader in, in the fishing community, and we're super excited to have him. Hope you enjoy this podcast as much as I'm looking forward to doing it. Joining me here this afternoon for today's podcast, my good friend Brian Gorski he is the executive director of CCA Florida. Brian, I kind of want to dive into your history a little bit. Just um, obviously you have a outdoorsy type job, a job in the outdoor field, but did you fish as a kid? I mean, is it was something, was, was fishing in the outdoors something you were passionate about as a kid? Uh, it was, Mike, and uh, first, thanks for having me. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot we talk about today that um, that's going to be all new to you. Um, I actually, I grew up in uh, in your neck of the woods in, in St. Pete, and uh, one of my one of my earliest memories was uh, fishing with my dad. Um, we grew I grew up off of um, the Pinellas Bayway there in Maximo Moorings. Okay, and and uh, and remember, I think my first fish I caught was uh, sitting on the uh, on the seawall underneath the Ten Cent Bridge, what used to be the Ten Cent Bridge, uh, Mountain Terra Verde, and uh, caught a couple flounder there. Nice, and uh, that was. Uh, I remember my dad talking about you know being fidgety as a as a young child trying to <laughs> as you're waiting for a fish to <laughs> fish to hit and uh, the patience factor which uh, can be very challenging and uh, you know I see that today with my seven year old and uh, but uh, you know it paid off and uh, I, I see that today and and trying to pass that on to to my daughter while we're out there and and uh, pa- passing the the, the the love of fishing onto her and then she's got the bug and it's, it's neat to see. Yeah. You know, I think that's one of the things that, um, it warms my heart every time I'm, whenever I'm on the water catching bait or, you know, maybe we're at the skyway working for bait or you're at a marker somewhere. And if I see a, a father and a son or a father and a daughter or a, or a, you know, a husband and wife and, and their kid pull up to the marker and, you know, I know the bait's being difficult. Uh, you got to have the right net maybe sometimes. You know, I'm the charter captain that usually says, hey, you know, I'm full. Why don't you just, you know, back out of there for a minute and let me throw this big net and, you know, I'll throw it one time and you'll have enough bait to fish with all day. And and it's just something that just comes to me because growing up fishing as a kid with my uncle and my dad and my grandfather, it, it it's just something that does my heart really, really good to see because I know that all of those youngsters, that's the future of our fishery. You know, that's the future of our sport. Without them having a love and appreciation for the outdoors and fishing in general and our estuaries, you know, we're we're going to be hosed. It, it won't exist. So uh, it always does me good to see that. Uh, absolutely. And, and and that's why, you know, a big part of CCA is, is, is kids in the future and 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 trying to have uh, you know activities and and events that that incorporate the kids and 
uh, and working towards that future and, and, and building the future um, and, and building the love for the sport and, and, you know, tying in the ethics behind it and, um, and teaching our youth um, to respect the outdoors, uh, you know, whether it's fishing, hunting, you name it. Sure. Um, and, you know, it, 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 it warms my heart as well to see the kids and, and how they light up and, you know, you get the kids out on the boat, and, and, and it doesn't even have to be on the boat, but it's not just, it doesn't have to be a redfish. It doesn't have to be a tarpon. I found with, with my daughter not long ago, we had the, the opportunity to fish with, uh, with Captain Scott Moore. And, um, you know, it was more about the white bait swimming around in the live well <laughs> for my seven-year-old than it was about, I mean, she, trust me, she really loved the, the, the snook that she caught um, and, and, and the jack uh, cravow. Uh, I think that was her favorite fish that day. But um, besides the white bait swimming around in the, in the live well, she spent more time <laughs> playing with those uh, and then taking her around the neighborhood uh, and, and fishing the freshwater ponds and, and watching her catch her first, uh, her first largemouth bath or bath all by herself was just, it was just incredible to watch. And, and, you know, I got nieces and nephews that, that all love to fish and, um, just just the smile on their face that you see and and the excitement it's just it's it's incredible and it's it's something that uh that, that you just can't pay yeah. pay to pay to see there's no doubt there's no doubt for those of us uh for those of our listeners who don't know i've it's unbelievable to me but i've had the question before cuz you and i Brian always refer to everything as cca uh, but for those people that don't know what CCA stands for, it's Coastal Conservation Association. And Brian is, again, the executive director of CCA Florida. And how long have you been in that position, Brian? Um, unofficially, uh, 10 years. Okay. Um, I, I uh, unofficially took the role back in, um, well, going on, well, I guess, 11 years now, in 2008. And, but officially... Um, took the took the title in 2012, but I started started with Coastal Conservation Association back in 2001. Okay, so you've been there for as a, a regional director. Yeah, as a regional director. So okay, um, yeah, been there a little while. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, and and, and so many good things happening uh, with with CCA uh, in general, um, and, and obviously a, a big part of that is the CCA Star Tournament. Um, and getting that, you know, rolling. It's been rolling for many years out there um, in Texas, I know. And uh, I think it was, it's, it's really a big piece uh, to our conservation puzzle and getting, helping get awareness out there. Um, let, let's talk a little bit about that and, and let's, let's try to dive into, I want people to know what CCA is and what it stands for and what you guys actually do. Okay. Um, you know, CCA started um, over 30 years ago, uh, or actually over 40 years years ago out in Texas, um, but over 30 years ago in Florida. And, you know, we started as a fisheries management um, organization, basically um, the, looking out for the rights of recreational anglers. And, you know, a lot of people equate us to the um, the NRA for saltwater anglers. Right. And, um, you know, we're making sure that there's plenty of fish out in the water, but it's, it's evolved to so much more over the years from just a fisheries management um, organization to, uh, to water quality, to habitat restoration, um, to education, to youth programs, um, 
and you know you touched on the star tournament and and that uh in itself is is so complex it's not just a tournament um you know it involves the youth and it has um youth scholarships that that are paid out a hundred thousand dollars um that that we give out each year uh but you know cca just just does so much there's restocking programs that we started this year in partnership with with the duke energy mariculture center up in crystal river where we've uh, stocked over 16,000 redfish um in southwest florida uh, so far yeah it's uh you know it and it, it is so neat to to watch the evolution of CCA in just the, uh, well, I say the short time that I've been there going on, working on 20 years, but um, <laughs> it's crazy to think that it's been that long, but uh, it, it feels like just yesterday. And, um, but, you know, it, it's something that, that that's, that's neat to see, but just to see the support of the, of the community and the recreational anglers um, out there, especially with the restocking efforts, it's uh, the, the support that we've got um, has been incredible. And just seeing the support when we, when we, when we went to the eight different locations and eight different counties uh, where we released the, the fish was, was, was just incredible. And, you know, we can't thank uh, Eric at uh, the Mariculture center up in crystal river. Um, that was, it was his brainchild. Um, and they, you know, it was, it was Eric that called me and said, Hey, we want to help with, with red tide. We've, we've got fish, but we need your help to get it done. And, you know, we partnered with them with the star tournament two years ago and um, we, our partnership with them continues to grow. And um, we're, we're also extending, you know, we started it with Southwest Florida and now we're expanding that restocking effort up into the panhandle and uh, on March or I'm sorry, May 29th, uh, we're going to be releasing additional redfish up in Gulf County. Uh, nice. They had a they had some red tide up there as well. Well, that's good. That's really good. You know what's amazing to me, and I was thinking about this as you were were talking about that is, as you know, um, and and a lot of the the listeners to this podcast may or may not know. Uh, you will for sure after this podcast. Um, but a lot of the, obviously the listeners to the radio show, the people who frequent the seminar series that we do at Gator Ford and, and, uh, up at Furman in Newport Ritchie, they know that CCA is near and dear to my heart. And it amazes me that we can have a conversation where somebody like Duke Energy gets it. Duke Energy gets involved. They call you to say, listen, we want to help. How do we help? I mean, they can see it. They're watching the news. They're paying attention. Yet, so many recreational anglers aren't getting the message and helping us with our cause and getting involved to to you know help their own estuaries, their own fisheries. It's just I don't even I don't. It's mind boggling to me. You know, it's frustrating because you you know ever since I I started doing this for a living. And and I don't want to say that, you know, when I first started guiding 20 years ago that, you know, CCA was the first thing I thought of because it wasn't. I was enjoying the fishery and I was fishing. But as you, you, you learn and you're making a living off of the water and off of the, f- the sport of fishing here in Florida, 
it became pretty clear to me that, you know, with the amount of people that are moving to Florida, the amount of anglers, that fishing is the number one participation sport in the country, more people fish than play golf and tennis combined, that if, if all of these things are true and they're things that I'm seeing on the water every day, more and more fishing pressure, more and more people, more and more people at the fillet tables, that if we don't get involved and we don't get involved in fisheries management and, and working towards sustainable fisheries for the future, that we won't have any. And it just blows my mind that, you know, we don't get more support um, from the recreational side. And it's obviously CCA Star Tournament has helped some here in the last couple of years. And, and I think we're on an uptick with it. But, I mean, why do you think that is, Brian? You know, it's hard to say. I mean, I wish I, wish I had the answer. And I think, you know, I think part of it is, is you know, a, a lot of people just don't understand um, – and, and they think that, you know, everything's just going to be taken care of for them. And they see that and, and they don't see it until, oh, it affects them personally um, or, you know, it affects something in their backyard. And what they what they don't understand is, you know, there are things that they can do, um, you know, whether it be a thirty five dollar membership to the organization, to CCA or whether it be, hey, let's get involved with a local habitat project. We've you know, in, in the past 10 years, we've done over 40 habitat projects within the state of Florida. Um, and with those habitat projects. We've leveraged, we've turned $800,000 of donations into over $4.5 million that we've put back into the waters. And a lot of those projects we've done in the, in the Tampa Bay area. Sure. Um, you know, we've partnered with, um, uh, the, Tampa Bay Watch, thank you, yeah. with, with the uh, Fantasy Island Oyster Restoration Project. You know, that was $75,000 right there. Um, we did, did the, um, the DeSoto National Memorial Living Shoreline Stabilization pro- Project, where we've got um, uh, artificial reef project that we're working on right now. Um, all we're waiting on is funding. We've got all the material, and it's in honor of one of our late um, longtime members, Sean Guckin, um, out of Pinellas County. Um, you know, and, and all this stuff benefits recreational anglers. I mean, artificial reef, you're going to sure. go out there and you, it's, it's going to be new habitat for marine life. Right. Um, and so, you know, there are things that, you know, some people have time to give as a volunteer and you know, that's what we need. Some people just want to write a check. That's fine too. Right. Um, and you know, some people, just want to get, go get their hands dirty. We've got those opportunities from stuffing um, oyster bags um, to planting mangroves. We've got anything that anybody wants to do. We've got something that, that fits their niche. And, um, you know, we, we, we've got it. So I think know, that's, being, I, I think you hit on, a, on, a, on an interesting point. I think that people don't, and I'm glad you dove into some of that stuff. Cause I think that's, what's missing is a lot of people just don't, they hear me talking about CCA and they think about it, but they don't fully understand the scope of work that you guys do. So I think it's important for the listeners and people to understand that CCA does so much for our, you know, we've, we've already touched base on the, the Duke Energy Redfish restocking program. Um, absolutely incredible and something we badly need in the state of Florida. We need help on the redfish side horrendously. So I thought that was tremendous. The habitat restoration stuff is just, to me, it's a no brainer with all the use and all the people and all the, 
you know, issues with, you know, clean water and things, to have fresh habitat, to have these oyster bars and all that stuff added to our estuaries is is monumental. I just think it's, it's uh, you know, that, that we should all, as a recreational angling group, be standing up and we should be cheering CCA's efforts, you know, nationally. It's a national company and they do great things. CCA does great things in Louisiana and Texas and, and all up and down the coast, you know. Um, I, I just, it, it's, it's, it's one of those head scratchers for me that more people don't, um, get involved. And, and, and some of that too is corporate support. You know, some of the corporate support I don't get. I know you do a great job down there in Manatee County, um, with your corporate support, but, you know, there's counties like Pinellas County that they just don't seem to get the corporate support, which it just baffles my, I just can't. It's a head scratcher. Just day in and day out. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm like, why, what is it that you guys don't, you know, that we're, you guys aren't getting to understand how important this is in a place like, you know, West Central Florida, where our entire world evolves around Tampa Bay. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's absolutely mind boggling. Let me ask you this. Um, and then I want to jump into CCA Star Tournament a little bit. But where where do you see CCA headed? For those people that listen to this and say, you know what, we're tired of hearing Mike complain about us, we're going to get involved. What's what's the vision going forward for CCA? I think, I, you know, I think it's habitat. Um, habitat and water quality, uh, for sure. Uh, we've, you know, we we really dove in into the habitat and, and water quality over the, the last few years and it, it continues to grow. Um, you've got to have habitat and you've got to have, have water quality to, to have a healthy fishery. And uh, it's something that, that is, has grown over the years and it's something that, that we're con- going to continue to push. And, you know, I think the restocking efforts is, is also going to be a big push um, in the coming years. You know, I mentioned the, the partnership with, with Duke Energy, but we also have uh, a partnership with Moat Marine, um, I just did a call, uh, for some volunteers for, for next week. We're doing some tagging of some snook. Um, we've got an adopt a snook program going on right now with, with Moat Marine. Um, and we're tagging and releasing 5,000, um, snook down in the Charlotte Harbor area, uh, in response to, uh, red tide and, and part of our red tide recovery initiative. Um, and all those fish are going to be tagged with uh, passive integrated transponder tags, pit tags, um, and they're going to be released in the um, the tidal creeks down there. And we'll have antenna arrays at the mouth of those tidal creeks, and we'll be able to track those fish for um, for two years. Wow. And and everybody that adopts a snook, it's a hundred bucks uh, to to adopt a fish. And you'll get an adoption certificate. You'll get a tag number for your specific fish. And as that, that fish swims back and forth in, in front of those antenna arrays, uh, we'll be able to collect that data and you'll get to get information, um, uh, on your fish as, as we, as we collect the data. Well, so that's pretty neat. I, ado- well. I want to adopt a snook. That'd be cool. All right. We, yeah, can, but, we can do that. <laughs> my fatherly instincts just took over. I'm like, I'll adopt there a little <laughs> snooky and get some information on him. That'd be yeah, kind of cool. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Get him all grown up and then we can show up at his college graduation and all that. We can <laughs> try to teach him to stay away from the Miradines and the, right. all the <laughs> stay away from the porpoise. Yeah. That's cool, man. That's really cool. Well, that's, you know, and that's one of those things I just hope I, you know, you guys have done such, it's the organization, in my opinion, has done such a great job and such a, 
a time of turmoil with, you know, the red tide, with the water quality issues down in South Florida and the water quality issues here in Tampa Bay that we've had with some of our hurricanes and, and, uh, and some of those issues. I think you guys have evolved so well into, and I love the pace in which we handle things. You know, we never seem to be, and I think that's something that I hear a lot. I hear, you know, well, we don't, we're not, we're not hearing any, you know, hollering from CCA on this. And I'm like, you know, CCA doesn't do a lot of hollering. We don't do a lot of, you know, stand up and beat our chest and scream at the top of our lungs, blow horn, you know, on the, on the, on the state lawn in Tallahassee. I mean, it's just not kind of how we've, at least since I've been involved with CCA, it's really not how we handle things. We seem no, to, th- that's not how we do business. Yeah. We seem to think things through really well. We take our time, attack it in a very professional manner and try to get things accomplished. So I think people need to realize that it's not always, you know, I mean, if, if you live next to a railroad tracks, which I did as a kid, you, pretty soon you don't hear the train anymore. So that constant loud noise doesn't, isn't always effective. I think sometimes it's better to be those that, that roll correctly and calmly and, and gather all our information and, and go in you know, with, with, with quality stuff to lay at the feet of our representatives in Tallahassee and go about things the right way. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't have said it better myself. And, and you know, we we get accused it all the time of protecting our relationships with politicians. And you know, my answer to that is, you're absolutely correct. Right. But you know what? It's not this politician or that politician. It's every one of them. It doesn't matter what, uh, which which politician it is. It's all of them because you never know when you're going to need that person for whatever issue it is tomorrow. Right. So we are calm and respectful with everybody in Tallahassee and everybody in D.C. That's how we conduct our business. Well, and, I, and it's funny to me because it, you hear so much of it in the rhetoric now and the political rhetoric where everybody wants the rah-rah, you know, well, we'll just do this and we'll just do that and we'll just throw down here and throw down there. Well. That all sounds good, but in the system that we have in place right now, in today's world, that doesn't work so good. Sounds great. I get it. And at 6'5", 280 pounds, I wish I could just bowling ball my way into some places and just throw you know, 280 pounds around and get some stuff done. That would be awesome. But I'm going to get arrested. I'm never going to make it to the door I want to get to in Tallahassee to, to shake that person upside down to get him to do what I want him to do. So I just think it's better the way we do it, you know, to try yeah. to go in there and keep everybody, you know. And again, I, I don't want to say it's that you're not going in there trying to not, you know, for lack of a better phrase, we're not trying to, to not piss people off. But there's a right way and a wrong way to approach this stuff if you want to get things done. Um, yeah, and it, you know, it doesn't matter what side of the fence or what political party they are. And and you know, as a five hundred one c three, I can't, we can't, as an organization, support any um, politician one way or the other, or right. one party one way or the other. We have to work with all of them um, to get things accomplished. And if we want to be invited to the invited to the conversation, then we conduct business the way we have since our inception. Right. And um, you know, that's why we've been successful and that's why we've been around for over 30 years. Well, I agree. And again, I think CCA does a great job. That's why it's one of my favorite organizations. Let's talk about CCA star tournament quick. Um, and, and yeah, we can't, 
we can't jump on that, and I'm sure that she will at some point when I can slow her down a little bit. Now would not be a good time <laughs> of the year to try to do that with the uh, CCA Star Tournament here kicking off year five, correct? We're in year five, right? Yep, Starting year, year five. five. I can't believe I can't either. That's crazy. Um, but with, with CCA Star Tournament year five starting Memorial Day weekend, and here it is uh, almost the middle of April, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, – we could not get Lisa for this uh, podcast because she was just be too busy. But we will get uh, Captain Lisa Fitzgerald to join us. And she is CCA uh, Florida Star Tournament Director. And, uh, and, and again, I'm, I've probably told you this before. Um, I'm not sure exactly who pulled the trigger on hiring Lisa, but I think she was a fantastic hire. I love the job that she does. I love her passion for it. Her and I fished against one another uh, on the pro tournament trail for about 10 years. And, uh, you know, she was just as good an angler as any of the men's teams. Um, I used to laugh when the new teams would show up on tour and think, wow, you know, hey, that's cool. There's a ladies team over there, and at least there's one of the 100 boats in the field we don't have to worry about. And I'd kind of look at them and go, yeah, I wouldn't, yeah, you do that. Don't pay any attention to Lisa Fitzgerald and see what <laughs> happens to you because right now she's willing to stick that rod in your eyeball to win this tournament. So um, <laughs> you might want to rethink that a little bit. But uh, she's done a great job with CCA Star. Let's talk about year five a little bit and, and what people can expect and some of the new stuff that's going on there. Will do. And, uh, but before I do, I want to give a, a quick shout out to, uh, to Lisa and, and wish her a happy birthday. Oh, I didn't know it was her um, birthday. Nice. Yeah, it's her birthday today. Okay. So, but she, I mean, we star would not be what it is today without her. I mean, she, she's phenomenal, but yes, it is our fifth year. Uh, it's, uh, 101 days of fishing all summer long. Um, you know, it's presented by Yamaha once again, and we've got uh, over $500,000 in prizes and scholarships, um, over 17 divisions. Um, you know, our signature, signature division, of course, is the tagged redfish division. Uh, if you catch one of those tagged redfish, and these fish are, are scattered out throughout the entire state of Florida, uh, an average of four tagged redfish per county. Um, and if you catch one of those, you get your choice of a, a new uh, GMC pickup truck from Conley Buick GMC or um, a, a new boat pack, boat motor trailer package. Um, we've got a contender up for grabs, a Pathfinder, and, and uh, other great boat packages. Um, last year, we gave away the contender and Pathfinder. Um, we've had over averaged over 24 tagged redfish caught over the past four years. Wow. Um, the problem is they all haven't been registered. So right. we've, we've given, given a couple prizes away each year in the tag redfish division. But, you know, uh, Mike, the, the problem is, is most people, the, the misconception is, is this tournament is all about tag redfish. And that couldn't be further than the truth. Most of the, I mean, we've got 17 different divisions and most of those divisions, uh, Mike, are, the winners are determined by a random drawing, and those other divisions pay out six different places, and and those other divisions um, have have some boats and, and other great prizes to be won there as well. You know, we've got a snook division, we've got a non-tag redfish division, we got a trout division, a grouper division, a kingfish division. Um, a dolphin division, a ladies division, fly division. We got the youth scholarship division where we give a hundred thousand dollars worth of, um, college scholarships 
away. We got a kayak division. We got a trash division. Just cleaning up trash out of the waterways, you can win great prizes. You know what's interesting? Now, what's interesting to me is, and, and I've, I've said this on the radio before, and I'll go ahead. I'm going to throw it in the podcast as well. A lot of times, people to me is when in, in a situation like this, a lot of people they're like, you know, nobody wins. Nobody ever wins. You know, they never had the chance to talk to somebody who's won. Like, I've never met anybody that's won the lottery. You know what I'm saying? Like, but right. I know I know people win it, but I've never met anyone. So that's not why I don't play the lottery. I don't play the lottery because I don't play the lottery. But when it comes to this thing here, Jerry Bergeron, who you know well. Yep. Jerry Bergeron signed up for the CCA Star Tournament for the very first one at my outdoor fishing expo that we were holding here in Tampa at the fairgrounds. I was the host of it. We had a big CCA thing up on stage. Lisa was there. Jerry goes over, signs up that day. Jerry catches a tagged redfish here in Tampa Bay and wins himself the very first GMC truck that we gave away. Yeah, he got it in Cockroach Bay. I remember. Yep, absolutely. So, as a matter of fact, I just did a Gator Ford fishing conversation Tuesday night, and Jerry Bergeron was in the front row at that. He comes to all my (laughs) events, and he got there in his new GMC truck. So, when I tell people, here's the other crazy story. So, yep, Jerry caught a tagged redfish. So that lends itself to yourself and the tagged redfish thing. It's all about the tagged redfish. Yep, Jerry won a truck, tagged redfish. But how about this story? And I'm sure you've heard it before, too, so I'll bore you a little bit, but our podcast listeners will find it interesting. So I get a phone call from a lady, and she says, hey, I want to bring my husband and my son over to the Tradewinds over on St. Pete Beach, and they both watch your TV show, and we want to book a trip with you. And that turns out the day they were coming, I was already booked. I couldn't do it. So the lady says, I'll call you back. So she moves her trip like three or four days. I'm open. I take them fishing. We get on a crazy redfish bite. We're in the middle catching, I don't know, 25, 30, 35 redfish, big school redfish. Right out of the middle of the school, halfway through this crazy bite, he catches, the dad catches a 22-inch speckled trout. Get him in the boat, and he looks at me, and he goes, hey, dude, I know the bite's crazy, but I haven't registered a speckled trout in the CCA Star Tournament yet. Do you mind if we fight? I'm like, no, heck no, I don't mind. That's what, you bet, go ahead. I don't think anything else of it, right? We release the trout, take the picture, all that stuff. He had his measuring board. It's all good. So I show up in Crystal River, Beth and I do. We get in our room at the plantation, and we walk over to the catch-a-ride area to the banquet because, you know, Captain Mike might have a beer or two. So we're going yeah, right. to catch a ride. And there the family is standing there with a Lambeau Field bag because it turns out that they're Green Bay Packer fans. <laughs> he won a boat off of the 22-inch speckled off trout, trout he caught while fishing a charter with me. So, I'll be darned. So when people, I didn't know that. You didn't know that. Yeah, it's very no. true. Yeah, it's a very true story. And uh, I'll never forget it because their son was like, I want to say he was like eight or nine years old, and he just kept walking back and forth on the boat, and he was shaking his hands going, this is the most incredible day of fishing I've ever seen in my entire life. Dad, this is unbelievable. I just There's more. Every time we cast, we catch a fish. I'll never forget it. And then for them to remember that I'm a big Packer fan, and they were Packer fans, and they ordered me some stuff from Lambeau Field and brought it to me as a gift to thank me because they won their boat. And I mean, I try to tell people, I'm like, listen. I'm telling you, people win. <laughs> like, oh, I'm, it's real. It's that's, real. That's a fact. It ain't no joke. You can win stuff. All you have to do is register, and you're killing. Oh, yeah. two, and you're killing two birds with one stone. You have 101 days to catch fish, which you're going to do all summer anyway. 
When the kids are out of school, you might as well take them up fishing and try to win some of the scholarship stuff. Every single year that Beth and I go to the, and we go every year to the CCA Star Banquet, it's almost, you almost come to tears watching the families get up there and win these scholarship oh, it awards. It's unbelievable. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, it's guaranteed that we're going to give away $100,000 in scholarship. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Right. It's also guaranteed that we're going to give away four different boats this year. It's guaranteed we're going to give away two different motors and then tons of other prizes. Yeah, there's power poles and, you know, yeah. electronics. And, I mean, there's, 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 and it literally, it doesn't cost you hardly anything to get in. It's not like it's a, a $400 entry. You know, no, it's if, if you're not a member, it's seventy five bucks. If you're a CCA member, it's forty bucks, and it's a hundred and one days of fishing. It's not a two day tournament like right. most. So you have a hundred and one days of fishing. And and basically, when you join when you when you join the CCA Star Tournament, that's paying for your membership. Yeah. So now you're a member yeah. of CCA. So thirty five dollars of your seventy five dollars is just you becoming a member of CCA. So now you're, you're bought into the, in my opinion, the best organization we have going for conservation. And, and now you have a chance to win all these prizes doing something you're going to do anyway. You're going to fish all summer. I mean, if not, I don't know, give me your, your code and all that stuff and I'll put yeah. pictures in well, for you. I mean, yeah, and we've, we've, I don't know how many people have told us that, that you know, the, the trout that they caught that you know they only submitted one photo right yeah one, one fish and and they won um a boat or they won a, a power pole or whatever it is and that's all it takes it takes one entry yep. and and you're in because it's a random drawing it the doesn't guy, take it's not the biggest fish it's not the heaviest fish the guy on my boat that was his the only trout he entered and yeah he, and, he won, crazy. and he won a boat i mean couldn't be easier yeah it could not be any easier i just think I just think it's one of the – when I first heard about the Star Tournament coming to Florida, I just lit up. I thought, this has got to be the biggest no-brainer in all of fishing. And again, with fishing being the number one participation sport in the country, I mean, you don't have to have a boat. Guys who wade fish, guys who fish from the piers, the bridges. I mean, we, we catch a lot of trout and a lot of snook from the Sunshine Skyway Fishing Pier. So you Oh, yeah. We had – Two years ago, we had a tag. Now, she wasn't registered, but we mm. had a tagged redfish caught off the seawall of the Howard Franklin Bridge. That's unbelievable. Can you imagine? Now, and again, and I do this. I do this on the radio, too, for people that listen to me regularly are like, not this again. But I think to myself, <laughs> can you imagine? I mean, just seriously, you just put yourself right now, close your eyes and put yourself in your boat. You're sitting in your boat let, or you're on your pier. You're in your very favorite fishing spot. Maybe it's your kayak. And you reel up a CCA star tagged redfish, and you're not <laughs> registered oh, man. in the tournament. You have just cost yourself a ton of money. I can't even imagine that. I would do it just to save myself the pain and suffering. For 75 bucks. I would just sign up just so I didn't have to go through that pain and suffering. I'd be like, I don't I mean, want to be the guy. Yeah, the contender boat that's up for grabs is an $80,000 prize. Ouch. That's painful. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's painful, dude. The yeah. truck's a $45,000 prize. Yeah. yeah. I've seen Jerry Bergeron's truck. It's very nice. <laughs> yeah. It's a very nice truck. Yeah. No doubt about it. So hopefully people will listen to us again. 101 Days of Fishing starts Memorial Day, runs all the way through Labor Day. It's real easy tournament rules. It's real easy to get involved. It's easy to get your measuring boards. CCA's done a great job, Brian. You guys have done awesome in getting so many locations set up for the CCA Star Tournament to uh, – to for you know ruler pickup and all those things um it, it's just absolutely incredible and and it uh, again i'm 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 honored and thrilled to be a part of cca i'm a life member myself uh, several years ago i made the decision went home to beth and thought she might look at me like i was a little crazy but god bless her she didn't and uh I said, you know, if I'm going to preach this and I think I need to be a life member, and she was like, hey, write the check because you do some preaching. So you should probably. Yes, uh, you do, my friend. You I should mean, be a we appreciate it. <laughs> well, again, I just, it's the, it is one of the biggest no brainers to me in, in all of our sport. It really is for $35. I mean, you think about what you spend on a really, on a really good rod and reel. Think about it. You spend all that money on tackle. You spend all that money on your reels. You spend all that money on your apparel. Spend all that money on your boat or your kayak or, you know, your waders for wade fishermen. You know, the the setups that guys use on the fishing piers, that ain't no joke. You're buggy. You got all that stuff, all that energy, time, and money invested in this thing. And then you don't throw in 35 bucks for a CCA membership and another 40 to possibly win a truck or a boat or a power pole or some killer electronics. I mean, the, it's, yeah. it's $500,000 worth of prizes. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, here, here's what it equates to, Mike, and that's beer and ice for one day of fishing. Yeah. And you could be in it. You could be in it to win it. Right. <laughs> that's crazy. That's just crazy to me. I, I just don't understand how people aren't, you know, head over heels into this thing. Totally mind-blowing. Good stuff. Brian Gorski, I appreciate your time today so much, my friend. Thank you for hanging out. I know you're busy again. I know Lisa's jamming because the CCA Star Tournament's coming, but I know you're jamming as well. I'm actually, uh, it is a Thursday uh, today that I'm doing this podcast, and uh, I've got the CCA Tampa Chapter Banquet tonight. So uh, we'll be out there trying to to raise some money and make some noise for CCA tonight. I really appreciate you, brother, very much. Uh, Hey, thank you. Sorry I'm going to miss you tonight, buddy. No problem. It's all good. We'll let you off the hook. We're going to talk bad about you at the banquet, but other than that, you'll be good. All right, buddy. (laughs) Have a great day, my friend. Appreciate your time. Talk to you soon. Uh Take care. Hope you guys enjoyed that podcast. Again, Brian Gorski joining us, Executive Director of CCA Florida, uh, with a little insight into CCA, what they do. Uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. And uh, all of the projects that they're involved in, where your money goes if you become a CCA Florida member, which I highly encourage you to do. Uh, If this is your first time checking out the Real Animals podcast, we welcome you and thank you for joining us. Remember, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, and ritampabay.com. If you would, subscribe, rate, and review. We would definitely appreciate that. Remember, you can check us out on iHeartRadio, wherever you uh, are at. Uh, Check out the radio shows, 970 WFLA, Saturday mornings, 620 WDAE, and 95.3 FM on Sunday mornings uh, for Real Animals Radio Talk. And remember the Real Animals TV show, Fox Sun Sports, World Fishing Network, and on channel 32 WMOR-TV here locally 
in the Tampa DMA. Again, hope you guys enjoyed that podcast as much as I enjoyed doing it. Remember, we try to launch those every Tuesday. You should get a new one every Tuesday. So check them out. Let us know how we're doing. If you got any tips on people you would like us to add to the podcast list, feel free to reach out to Real Animals through the website, realanimals.com, and drop me some notes, and we'll try to get them in here. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. We appreciate it. This is a Forking Around Town with Tracy Guida Quick Fix on Radio Influence. And so what are some of your tips for photography? Because, I mean, again, your pictures are just stunning. Thank you. I look at them, I'm like, God, I want to be like her. <laughs> well, we All have the to time. eat together sometimes. Right, right. Um, so I would say I'm like a highly annoying diner. <laughs> I think I think all of this, like... Tampa foodies are. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I'm the type of person who will literally go up to the host stand and be like, hi, I need a seat next to the window. Right. Please. I do the same thing. I do. The yep. Same thing. And if I have to wait for it, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Or I want that table over there and pointing to the corner where right. there's like a little bit of window light mm-hmm. goodness coming through. There are a few keys that you definitely need to have in food photography. Mm-hmm. And that is a like the spot needs to be very well lit that you're right. shooting in. Um, a lot of times artificial light or lighting like fluorescent lighting is really really harsh on food Mm -hmm. so there's a couple of places in Tampa where I am just like well I'm gonna take this outside right you You can't like Like, I hate to say I mean dad's is actually one of the toughest places Mm -hmm. to photograph food I found that so many times so if I'm ever there I go outside. They have that little island thing that the, and on the patio. Yeah. I use that all the time. And they just look at me like, what are you doing? Like, I'm trying to take a picture. Right. I'm I can't do it. It's free content. I know. Because, yeah. I mean, they're all about social media. And I'm just surprised that they're, I mean, their lighting is tough. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's a lot of places in Tampa and a lot of places in general. So mm-hmm. I would say, like, making sure lighting is key. Taking yeah. that plate outside. A++. Um, angles. Angles are a huge thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I see a lot of people just focusing on just the overhead flat lay. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about that is that you shouldn't just be taking a picture of the food item. Mm-hmm. You should, at that point, if you're taking an overhead shot, mm-hmm. really bring in outside elements to tell the story of the dish. Right. So when I'm shooting the cookbook, of course, mm-hmm. I have all these props and things at mm-hmm. my disposal. So, right. you know, I've spray painted spoons and, you know, like random right. napkins and dish towels to mm-hmm. pull in. Forking Around Town with Tracy Guida can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play and RadioInfluence.com.